0: What does Motion sound like? With Hands free shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of Motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com/socks. Welcome to Saturday Story Circle, always on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated G, which means it's perfectly safe for folks and families of all ages. Yes, even grandma. Enjoy! Chapter 13 It was Sunday morning, and that meant that Abigail's mother did not need the car to get to work. But Abigail was still surprised at how easily her parents were convinced to let her brother have it for the morning. Mr. and Mrs. Brannigan clearly wanted Jeremy to come home more often, but they also seemed to resent him having other things he wanted to do when he did, and often acted silently wounded when he left the house to spend time with his friends. But at breakfast this morning, when Jeremy had announced that he and Abby had to run an errand and would it be all right to use the car, everyone had been all smiles— Abigail recalled how her mother's eyes had danced at the idea of her children engaged in some mysterious activity together, and Abigail wondered if she would be just as delighted if she knew that they were on a quest to fill Jeremy's room back up with junk. The drive to the Heroes of Yesterday Emporium took twenty-two minutes and was accomplished almost entirely in silence. "'When we get there... "'Let me do the talking,' Jeremy said at last. "'Fine,' Abigail shrugged. "'This guy will try and take us for everything he can,' Jeremy said bitterly. "'So just let me handle it.' "'I thought you had a job,' Abigail frowned. "'I do,' Jeremy said crossly. "'A good job, I mean,' Abigail clarified. "'Yeah, it's good,' Jeremy grunted. "'I mean, it's good experience.' And it pays better than the mini-putt. Everything pays better than the mini-putt, Abigail snorted. That's not true, Jeremy protested. And Abigail realized that he would argue that Black was white this morning, and she should probably just sit quietly. No, it isn't, Abigail agreed, ignoring her own advice. But nothing pays less than the mini-putt, because they could not legally pay you any less than they did. Jeremy snorted and said nothing, which felt like a victory on some level. Abigail decided to press her luck. So your job isn't good? It's just better than the mini-putt? It's good, Jeremy snapped. It's good experience. It pays more, but I still have to pay for rent and food and things. I guess it's probably better than coming home for the summer. I guess. Her brother was silent for a minute. It's something different, he said at last. It's something I had to try. Ah, You wouldn't understand. Abigail rolled her eyes at that but said nothing. Anyway, Jeremy continued, just because I have a decent job doesn't mean I want to pay a fortune to get my own stuff back. So let me do the talking. Fine, Abigail agreed. She had five dollars in her pocket for today, which Jeremy had handed over in silence without even being asked. If the client was all paid up, the client could talk all he wanted, and she practiced keeping her mouth closed for the rest of the ride out to Snyder Road. The Heroes of Yesterday Emporium was in a small strip mall that Abigail had never seen before. It had a bright yellow sign on the building, and another one closer to the road, and it generally looked well-kept, if not prosperous. Abigail did not share her brother's assessment that anyone ever got rich by selling old toys, but she also was prepared to admit that it wasn't a subject she had given ten minutes thought to until this case had come along. A small bell tinkled over the doorway as they entered, and a pleasant-looking man with a beard craned his neck to see past some display cases. "'Good morning,' the man said, shifting his ground slightly to see them. "'The store was beautiful. "'If your idea of beauty was a virtual museum of action figures of different sizes and shapes, "'all gleaming within well-lit cases and racks.' "'Jeremy seemed momentarily stunned, "'but shook it off and called his attention back to a slip of paper "'on which Abigail had written the store owner's name.' "'Are you Arlo Pentergast?' he asked haltingly. "'The man took in the pair of them and smiled. "'You must be Jeremy Brannigan,' he said, "'extending his hand and shaking Jeremy's warmly. "'I've been expecting you.' "'He turned and nodded toward Abigail, "'who had lingered nearer the door than her brother, "'as she was not supposed to do the talking. "'And this must be Abigail,' he said with a smile.' (laughs) "'I have to hand it to you, young lady. "'This city is a big place, "'and you're really something to track me down like this.' "'Abigail almost smiled. "'Thank you, sir,' she said. "'Jeremy turned to look at her, "'possibly afraid that she had forgotten "'who was to handle this negotiation. "'She scrunched up her nose at him in mild disgust "'to indicate that she had not. "'Well, Jeremy, "'I have had something of a change of heart.' the man began. This seemed to take all of the wind out of Jeremy's sails, and whatever clever arguments he had been mentally constructing in the car, because all he could say to that was, Oh? The man nodded. In this line of work, I hear stories like yours pretty often. In fact, most of the fellows who walk through my door are men who are looking for some treasured item from their past, something that they wish that they had saved, but didn't. And they often seem to blame their mothers for getting rid of it. Well, I don't know if it's true or not. I know I don't blame my own mother for getting rid of my things. I had moved on. I was having new adventures and doing new things. And it was years before I had the time and the space and the money to stop and think about the little treasures that I missed. It doesn't matter whose fault it was. I help people find the things they've lost. Usually it isn't the exact same one they had as a child, but that doesn't really matter, does it? It does to me, Jeremy said, frowning. The man smiled and nodded. Well, yes, he said, but it's all the more recent for you. Most of the men who visit my store are twenty years older than you. "'and finally have a little space carved out in their home for collectibles. "'But yours is a special case, and I'm prepared to help you out.' "'You are?' "'Jeremy was now hopelessly adrift, and all of his preparation had slipped away. "'Arlo Pentergast was clearly not what he was expecting.' "'The man nodded again. "'By the time your little sister called me, "'I had already arranged a buyer for your Action Slam Kung Fu Corps. "'Those are much sought after, "'and in beautiful condition I must compliment you.' "'My cousin Sam gave me his collection when I was little,' Jeremy said, "'and he took really good care of them.' "'And so did you,' the man smiled, and his eyes twinkled." "'All of your sets are in pristine condition, with nearly every single accessory intact. "'I hadn't called my lists yet about the others, but I expect they would have raised me a very pretty penny.' "'Call your lists?' Jeremy was puzzled. "'The man nodded. I have a lot of collectors come through, and they leave their numbers. "'They'd like a call if I ever get this or that.' The Jungle Jackson Dino teams. There's a surprising amount of interest already, even if they aren't that old. I could do very well. But uh, this store, it's more of a retirement project for me than a hard-nosed business proposition. And sometimes I have to remind myself of that. So, I'm prepared to give you back your things at cost. At cost? Jeremy blinked. The man's eyes twinkled, and it suddenly occurred to Abigail that he looked a bit like a fitter, slimmer Santa Claus. What I paid for them at the smart cell, he said. And I got the whole lot for a hundred and twenty dollars. A hundred and twenty? Jeremy was shocked. That checks out with what the stock manager said, Abigail said, hoping to prevent her brother from getting angry and embarrassing himself. The man smiled sympathetically. I know, it seems like a lot, he said, but it really isn't. The folks at Consolidated Charities do good work, and I'm glad to support them. Plus, with a little legwork to the right contacts, I could make four or five times that. I'd have got at least two hundred for the Action Slam figures alone. Who spends that kind of money on old toys? Jeremy seemed baffled. The man shrugged. "'People who have everything else,' he said. "'They'd like to buy back a little piece of their childhood and put it on display. "'Like the fellow who wants these.' "'The man pointed to a display case, and Jeremy realized with a gasp "'that it was his own Action Slam Power Hour Kung Fu Corps, "'all placed in careful action poses and lovingly displayed for the prospective buyer. "'In the special light, they seemed to gleam like new.' My buyer has carved out a place for his things. (laughs) He calls it a man cave, which is, I will tell you, a term that was invented by wives to trick their husbands into putting all of their special things in the basement where nobody can see them. The man's eyes twinkled again, and Abigail could tell that he was almost laughing. He has a place of honor already for a set just like this, and I'll find him one. But this one is yours. Jeremy leaned in and looked closely at the figures. "'They look awesome,' he said. "'Well, you kept them that way,' the man said. "'All I did was wipe a little dust off them.' Jeremy stared at the figures for a while longer. "'Do you think they'd all get this kind of treatment?' The man looked kindly at Jeremy, as if he could see the struggle he was having. "'Eventually.' he said. Not all of your figures are as collectible as these, but yours are in the best shape. They'd all sell, and fast. Abigail was confused, but did not say so. Jeremy seemed to be thinking hard. This is exactly what I would want for them, he said, but all I can offer them is a shoebox under my bed and a house I don't really live in anymore. The man shrugged and said nothing. Jeremy looked at his old action figures for another minute. Thank you, Mr. Pendergast, he said. You've been very kind. Mr. Pendergast shook Jeremy's hand warmly. Thank you, son, he smiled. Jeremy turned and walked out of the store. Abigail was momentarily stunned, but bolted after him and ran to catch up. That's it? she protested. That's it? Jeremy shrugged. Case closed. Case closed? Abigail howled. Just like that? Just like that? Jeremy nodded, unlocking the car. The action figures didn't really matter anyway. Didn't matter? Abigail was flabbergasted. Then what does matter, Jeremy? The comics didn't matter? Those toys didn't matter? What matters? What aren't you telling me? None of it matters, Abby, Jeremy snapped. I was being stupid. You did good, okay? But it's over. Nothing is over until I say it's over, Abigail said, her eyes narrowed in determination. Jeremy rolled his eyes. Whatever, he said. It's a long bus ride home, so maybe you should just get in the car. They rode back to Beechnut Street in silence. This is Jack Ward, and on behalf of everyone here at the Mutual Audio Network, we wish you, your family, and all your friends safe harbor during these difficult times.